Hi everyone and welcome back to Tigris. I am here in my bedroom in Brooklyn, New York City. I know I've been a little bit MIA the last couple weeks, but honestly, it's because I've had so many doctor's appointments and getting second and third opinions on this breast lump stuff and physical therapists. I'm finally coming up for air from having that on top of just like work and everything. It was also fashion week, which I am never prepared for in terms of the type of social battery that takes. It was honestly a lot of fun, but it is a lot of expending social battery, energy, meeting people, and I really don't like small talk. I'm very exhausted by it. I feel like honestly a lot of fashion weeks is for me trying to have small talk with people that I don't always have a lot in common with, which sometimes is challenging. It's refreshing, but it's challenging. Anyways, I'm back and I'm here in my bedroom just having a lot to reflect on. I wanted to talk about this week something that I've really had talked of mind over the last couple weeks and that is having sort of a wake-up call in staying more in touch with my body. I feel like this is a theme that we've talked about on this podcast over the last few years. Periodically I think as a you know what we call recovering girl boss this isn't a one-stop I finally have learned how never to burn out never to put myself in harm's way and to work at the pace and at the level that I want to achieve at the level that I want to with everything that I've learned so that I don't burn out again or don't hurt, don't cause harm again. But you know, it's a never ending journey of I think understanding the effects of, you know, just the past 10 years of my work life on my body and on my relationships and my personal life. It's something where I feel like I'll always be on this learning journey of trying to understand my own boundaries and how I can cultivate a more harmonious relationship with work and life and just like all, all the healing things. On the last episode, we talked about this breast lump that I had found in my boob. Again, it was a very challenging process because I am too young to get a mammogram and often that's like the only way you can get a 100% answer, that or an MRI. And I don't really know my family history. I wasn't able to get one of those, but I feel like I'm feeling a lot more relieved. I'm comfortable with the certain uncertainty that I've been left with because I was able to meet with a breast surgeon who helped walk me through just all these scans of the lump through my ultrasound imaging, basically shared that because my breast lump is specifically flat like a pancake and not round, it was almost certainly not cancer. It's something that we're just gonna keep an eye on, but given that the shape of it is more flat, she didn't seem to be concerned about it. I have a couple more ultrasounds coming up in the next year. And she said, usually when they find a new lump, they'll monitor it for like two years. If we really feel like we need more answers in the next six months, we can do a needle pointed biopsy. But other than that, she seems like pretty certain. I'm thankful for that. I feel like I've kind of been able to to just like be able to not be so freaked out about it, which is a good thing. Obviously finding a breast lump is always scary, but I think that I'm kind of at a good resolution point. I did talk to her about getting my breast lump removed because it has been bothering me in the sense that like the boob, my left boob where the lump is, does feel heavier. And especially at different points in my cycle, that boob specifically feels like it inflates to be double the size it's supposed to be. But what the breast surgeon told me was that even if I were to get it removed, it likely could still cause just annoyances from the scar tissue or the risks of any sort of surgery. So the current effects that I have might still be better than what I would be risking if I were to get it removed. That doesn't mean that I'll never get it removed, but that that's kind of my current resolution. So I feel, I feel good about that. But I do think that with the breast lump, as I talked about in the last episode, finding it and having to go through, through these appointments where I'm meeting with different doctors, getting referred to different experts and surgeons, it's put me on this kick of just 
wanting to check in with the rest of my body, you know? And I think that that's very much a privilege that I'm taking full uh, advantage of because even having good health insurance isn't something that I was always used to. There's been periods in my life where we didn't have that. Now that I feel like I am at a point where I'm actively making space to take care of myself and take care of my body, I've been kind of catching up on a lot of appointments that I probably should have done a while ago. I went to a physical therapist, talked through some injuries that I haven't talked about in so long, including old ballet injuries. Both my ankles are pretty fucked. I remember in middle school rolling my ankle for the first time, being told to stay off of it, and then I had a dance performance the next day, and like that identical situation with a dance performance happened my freshman year of college, and then my sophomore year of college. I feel like I've just always had really rough ankles, and it's very normal for me to roll my ankle on the sidewalk just when I'm like walking somewhere casually and slowly, at least like once a day. And so my ankles are pretty rough. You can feel the scar tissue. They're always perpetually swollen. And so I went to the physical therapist. She took a, my, a look at my ankles and was like, yep, we need to work on this. I'm supposed to go back twice a week, which I'm trying to do, schedule permitting. And then I also saw a physical therapist about my hands. And apparently I'm high risk for some sort of early onset arthritis given uh, overuse of my thumbs. Very much, I think, because of the usage I have of TikTok in my life and social media, given that being on my phone and social media is such a big part of my job. I have a carpal tunnel and I also have what's called tennis elbow. I can't remember exactly what the official diagnosis of tennis elbow is, but I have it. Yeah, physical therapy is now a regular part of my life, which is wild. I'm like trying not to feel like my body is crumbling and giving out on me. I'm trying to frame it more as you know what, I'm finally having the opportunity to take care of my body and take care of myself. And I'm gonna take advantage of that and I'm going to get my body in the right mode so I'm not like living a life of pain in 20, 30 years. And also so that I'm still here in 20 or 30 years. Physical wise, I feel like seeing a physical therapist was long overdue. And it has made me like doing these exercises every day because with physical therapy, I'm given exercises, whether that is like, you know, doing the whole like point and flex of the foot, like old exercises I used to do for strengthening of my arches when I was in ballet, because I did ballet for like a long, like all through high school, bit in middle school, doing the Royal Academy of Dance track, which was just like very technique focused. So I feel like I'm kind of back at my roots of really trying to strengthen parts of my body that you'd never otherwise think about, like the arch of your fucking foot, the back of your ankle, and then also working just like on my wrist strength and my fucking finger digit strength. These things that I'm thankful to be pushed to take care of because I've just ignored it for so long. I also feel like specifically with my TikTok thumbs and my tennis elbow, working remotely, doing school remotely, it very much increased the amount of time I spent on my computer. I wasn't on TikTok chronically in the way that I have been in the last two years. The overuse of editing while I'm walking, editing while I'm literally pooping, like literally anything, it has taken a toll on my body and I think that I've had quite the wake up call over the last week of just like the pain and just the cramping up of the hand. I used to write a lot like when I was writing working on the manuscript of my book or the book proposals I write by hand and then I like to type it up just because it helps me focus a bit more on writing like stream of consciousness. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And I haven't been able to do that because when I write, my hand cramps up. And so I'm honestly very excited to be doing the sort of treatment plan that I have now so I can really continue to stay in tune with my body, what's going on with my body, and also making sure that I am setting myself up to live like a healthy life in the future. But you know what? This is a message to all my friends out there who are chronically on their phones, chronically have to be on our laptop computers to be able to do the work that we do. Your posture is important where you're wrists are, where your hands are, where you're looking to look at your computer screen, especially if you have Zoom school. You got to pay attention to that because I'm 25. I'm a Gen Z elder. I'm dealing with the repercussions of working like this on my phone and looking down and working on my laptop in weird positions on the couch and on the floor. I know I'm not alone and loving to work on the floor. So you got to watch out for that kind of stuff. Now I'm like literally in physical therapist office multiple times a week, sitting next to all of the senior citizens. No, no. I mean that in no bad way to them but like I am sitting amongst them doing basic hand movements like grabbing a squeezy ball and it's so hard for me to do things like this but you know it just makes me thankful to be able to have access to that care and also excited to just really double down on needing to take care of my body so I can still be doing this maybe I'll be TikToking in 30 years who fucking knows also in the lineup of checking in with the body and making sure she's all good I got my blood drawn I'm all healthy on the cholesterol front the hormone level fronts. My fertility is good. I was very excited about that. I've actually been doing quite a few blood tests to figure out fertility and just look at options if I ever want to do egg freezing because I'm definitely not ready to be a mom anytime soon. But just being able to know where I'm at, I feel like very empowered by and very excited by. But my blood sugar was really high. I got this email from my doctor that told me I was pre-diabetic, which was really scary because when you Google pre-diabetes online, Google web MD basically tells you being pre-diabetic means that you'll likely have that develop into diabetes within like two years. I'm less worried about that given that my mom has been pre-diabetic like my whole fucking life, like since she was pregnant with me. So like over 25 years, it is something where again, it was a wake up call and being like, oh, you know, like I think I eat really healthily, but like I'm grateful to be at a point in my like eating journey where I don't ever think about the nutritional facts of what I'm eating. And now I'm kind of doing a bit of a wake up call to pay attention to that and not from a caloric intake perspective but just in okay when I have smoothies are they really high in natural sugars I love drinking straight milk and apparently milk has sugar in it you know these things that I don't think in my kind of moments of just like filling my body feeding myself not necessarily from like a optimizing health perspective but just wanting to like eat and feed myself I haven't paid attention to a lot of these things and now that I'm at a point of just having to check in on my bodily health I'm thinking a lot more about those things so 
yeah, that's what's been happening with my body. Just wrestle up my hands, my feet. I've been worried about balding, but I think that that's just like hypochondria and anxiety around like aging and things like that. But I've been taking various supplements and doing all this hair oil massaging in my head, trying to, you know, get everything all in track. I think a lot of this does come from, for the first time in my life, like having the resources to be able to afford the copays of these various appointments and having good health insurance and being able to take advantage of that. I do feel like my mom can say a lot of I told you so's right now because I mean I very much grew up in you know with her always saying you got to take care of your body like you learn from my mistakes of taking care of your body so that you don't have to be dealing with these things in your 40s or your 50s making sure that you're watching what you eat and exercising and not feeling so stressed out so your cortisol levels are high like my mom was always very I think instilled this kind of awareness that like you take care of yourself when you're young because she's had her own health challenges I think that as a result of girl bossing at different points of her life to an extreme level. I think that I definitely am having the wake up call of like, okay, yeah, I maybe should have listened to my mom more and not been so stressed out when I was young and maybe had the luxury not to take on so much of the burden, but alas, it happened. And so I feel like my mom is totally in her right mind to be able to say, I told you so, because here I am still working on, you know, even basic things like pooping on time, but I'll get the hang of that. Don't worry. I've actually been pooping quite better. Like it's not, I'm not pooping every day, but we're, we're making progress on that. I mean, I have, I, I do have this just like elevated interest in like my health. I was recently watching the Netflix series. I think it's called Blue Zones and it's about studying different communities around the world of people who are centennial, so live past a hundred years old and different communities of people who are able to live a long time. I think I did a podcast episode a couple years back about how I'm really scared of aging. I definitely have a lot of internalized ageism to work through. And I think a lot of that is because I associate aging with like ailments, which is another form of ableism that I definitely have internalized and need to do a lot of working through. I obviously want to live a long time, but it terrifies me to live a life where I feel like I can't move or speak or think or do at the level that I might want to. Watching this Netflix series has been super interesting because it's like Okinawa in Japan is one of the places that it really highlights where it's like, it talks about the different themes of behavioral practices, of health, of what people need in their lives to like live a long time and they compare these different communities all across the world a few things really come up which is one community and having community of people to share life with share memories with to share your life purpose with to show up for you to make you feel supported and I feel like I'm cultivating that now as an adult like with a chosen family and with you know especially with my youngest sister who I've become really close with as we've grown more into adulthood but also just like in what you eat and movement like keeping your body moving and also ikigai which is you know that sense of purpose and finding the reason you wake up every day and you want to keep living and the work you still want to do. I, I actually have been thinking a lot about my older Japanese grandparents and even my Chinese grandparents and like this concept of ikigai and I, on both sides there's this idea of like you never retire you're always working. You might not be paid for the work you do but you think of yourself as always working. You think of yourself with so much to do so much more to do and I think that that's something that I feel thankful to feel like I'm living my purpose and have found my purpose at a really young age and definitely something that I'm going to be thinking a lot more about. I mean, there's also just this level of like community and being relaxed with community. I'm actually really excited because I'm gearing up for a really big adventure of a lifetime. In a little over a week, Henry and I are going on a honey sun, which is basically I found this term online. So instead of a honeymoon because we're not getting married, we're not getting married anytime soon. Honey sun is just a really epic adventure with your loved one to like celebrate being in love and maybe you with the person you think you're going to be with eventually. So we're going on a really 
really epic adventure. We're going on a safari. I'm so excited and I'll have so many stories. I might even record podcasts while I'm there. So stay tuned for that. I wanted to just make this as a little life update to y'all, but also encourage all of you, go do that doctor's appointment. Go check in with your body. Take those moments to just relax and pay attention to what pain you might be having. Don't ignore that pain because I definitely made it a big habit and I still have the habit of ignoring pain and that catches up to you. Don't I know it? Anyways, take care of yourselves, y'all, and I will chat with you soon on Tigris. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.